start in English, and um, I'm going to try and be very short in what I prepared, just uh, some words of introduction. Um, I'm uh, very excited and even a bit nervous. It's the first time that I'm uh, addressing uh, people of Neve Shalom. Wachat Asalam, Neve Shalom. The title of uh, of our gathering. I don't need this one. Uh, the title of our gathering this evening is "What Should and Can We Do to Strengthen, Cultivate, and Support the Growth of Our Community?" It is always a relevant issue for an intentional community like ours. Intentional community is a term I picked up from Reich's book, um, Anteater and the Jaguar. Its relevance today could be tied to the slight hope that perhaps the outcome of Tuesday's elections may contribute to a change in the public discourse, making space for our kind of intentions. But more definite, is our recent and near future growth in numbers and diversity. New and young families finally building their homes and moving in, as well as daughters and sons who are returning to settle in and start their own families. This growth is not just a step, it is a lead. is changing in many ways and beginning of a new era with its uncertainties and opportunities. We need to examine and be ready to rethink ourselves. What kind of community do we want to be? What is the role of each and every one of us? What role should we play? And how to organize in order to keep being relevant and effective? I hope this evening together will lead and be a meaningful contribution to further discussions to come. I hope the presence of Christopher can be an inspiration. Christopher is a senior teacher, writer, poet, and social critic in the Buddhist tradition. For over 40 years, he has been teaching inside meditation and mindfulness around the world. Christopher is a tireless developer of new forms of teaching. He is the founder and director of the Dharma Facilitators Program, Living Dharma Program, Mindfulness Teaching Training Course, and more. He is especially known for being a steadfast exponent of engaged Buddhism, speaking and writing on social and political matters. He has been visiting Israel at least once a year for over 25 years and makes an effort to always include meeting people in the occupied territories. When I first shared with Dorit the idea to invite Christopher to Rafat Salam Neveh Shalom, we had in mind a Dharma talk to a wide audience. But once he accepted the invitation and we started to talk about a relevant and appropriate theme, 
we thought perhaps this could be an opportunity for the benefit of our community. Christopher found interest in such an event and we went forward by consulting with others. <coughs> Diana, Daniela, Michal, Anwar, Samach, Evi, Raida, and Evi. Through these talks, this evening took shape. Just as Christopher's engaged Buddhism means harnessing the insight and wisdom, the courage and support the Buddha, the Buddha's teachers, teachings inspires to the service of humanity, so is our intent and hope that growing our community will provide us with means to be more effective in the effort to bring change and inspiration to society. I welcome Christopher and please to the stage. Let's just have a quiet moment or two together first to settle down. together this evening and in this uh, exploration uh, with you, I feel there's an opportunity for women and men on this earth to really explore our engagement with life, to expand our vision, to be fully committed both inwardly and outwardly. I would like to take, if I may, just a few moments uh, with you to touch upon two or three uh, areas. And then after those two or three minutes, I will, uh, I may invite anyone who has anything that you may wish to ask, comment, uh, share upon, but also remembering I also have the same privilege, and I might be asking you what your response and what your concerns uh, uh, actually are. As people of this uh, earth, we are, we find ourselves in a situation, many days of our life, in which the notion of identity really matters to us. And we might say, you might say of myself, I am, identity would be, I am English, I do apologize, um, I'm a teacher, grandparent, uh, writer, etc. These are all forms of identity. But the self, the self of the individual, very easily quickly identifies with these identities and they become strong and when they become strong in the identity it generates for us a polarization that means the opposite the more as a human being I'm identified in one area the more there will be the other just before this I just want to check if you need and would prefer someone to translate for you into Arabic, simultaneous. If you need someone to translate 
into Hebrew to make it easier to explain. Or, if you are all okay with Christopher's English, I'm also fine. What's the view? Resilience and the strength from within. 
because in community and having spent 10 years in the East, six years as a, a Buddhist monk in community, having created agents of change worldwide, I may say, having lived in community in the West for many uh, years, plus the annual visits here and with the people in the Palestine there. But it seems to me that the sense of community with ethics, with the intentions there, serves as the foundation for change. But that means you, as a group of people, would need to use all your, your creativity. The community, communities, religious or otherwise, and by the way, I'm not a Buddhist. The, the communities which take place, the way they live, the way they survive, and I remember out of the Buddhist tradition, it's got 2,600 years of intentional community, the, the monastic system. The only way communities survive is not by being insular, but by its outreach. We have to live and feel bigger. One of the ways that that may show itself is just in the contact with your local communities around here. That's the door knocking. It's the speaking. It's the invitation to people who live close at hand to help that integration there. Not just the informal ones, but sessions of meeting with people. There is the bigger outreach as well. And the bigger outreach uh, to take place is to take one small example. I hope, I really hope, every single person in this room has heard in the last few months of Extinction Rebellion. Clearly haven't, you can see from the eyes. So left, I'm not, oh, another identity, I'm not on the left, nor the right, nor the centre, it's not my cup of tea at all. But some of the left is in this case in Britain, feel that the climate emergency in which temperatures this year rose to the highest ever in 11 different countries, we have to act. And that action is to disrupt the system, to disrupt consumerism, to disrupt the, the consumption of so much by being on the streets. A community like this, creative, imaginative, and appreciated and respected, really can offer a lot. Because it is needed in order to have a sense of here, your near neighbours and your international neighbours, not only in the Palestinian community, but also in the global community. And that's going to take a lot of fresh questioning, air conditioning, what do, we, what do I eat? What are the intentions with my travel? 15% of the damage to the climate is due to the fashion industry and what we wear. Everything is now up for dialogue. And we need the good counsel and the good uh, knowledge 
in this case, of the next generation following on from us. And when I talk with women and men in their teens and their twenties and their thirties, and even the children, they have a sense this planet and sentient life is in a certain crisis. So we care for the communities near and far. We use the good support of this particular community and it would be lovely to see on the, dem on the demonstrations banners with the good name of your community on it. Alright, anything you'd like to ask? comment with your free new directions. When uh, not long ago was a fire near I'm us. I'm so sorry. Fire. It was a fire. Fire versus near us. Not long ago there was a fire near us. Oh right, okay, yeah. And fire yeah. fire. And uh, it was also the donation of the closest to the people who live yes. there. Yes. And many help. from here and elsewhere got together, that generated some communication and conversation that generated a sense of appreciation and that appreciation is what builds community in which there is the action of giving support and that expansion of the sense of community, uh, uh, community because the common voice as uh, somebody who works with suffering, people suffering, the mo one of the most common voices which I currently hear is despair. There is, a, there is an alarming degree of unhappiness, a lack of worth, a feeling of being unable to make any changes there. And the outcome of that is a kind of emotional and mental paralysis which gets summed up is, oh, 
what can you do? And in a culture of addiction to individualism, and it's an ism, like a religion, it is an ism. In the culture of individualism, people feel paralyzed, feel they can't do anything, and the outcome of that is more consumption in order to feel better. Community, as you point out, with discussion and with sharing, what it does, it contributes to a sense of the collective finding a quiet power together to act. And that to me is the priority. To find ways to talk together and the confirmation in the talking is not in the discussion. The confirmation of a real dialogue is in the action. Always in the action. And to see what are the actions that can be taken. That's the question. This is, even this evening, it's a preparation for different kinds of initiatives. Can you say more about uh, what you said about identities? Because it really is the opposite of how we feel uh, in this area and also how the community thinks about uh, identity. That yes. it's, it's an asset and it's, uh, it's, mm -hmm. you were talking about something that is uh, a burden. Yes. Can you say more? Yes, sure. So the question is around identity. Uh, I think the lighter we treat it, the more the more opportunity for discoveries and realizations of love and wisdom from the deep, the more, more light we treat it. And though it is built up, it is uh, a construction inside of the human being there. And thoughtful people with the identity, thoughtful people will wish to share something with the other, which is a respect for their identity and a respect for one's own, and to find some equality within the identity. It is valuable, it is useful, but my goodness me, there's a lot more deep things in life. And what I mean, mean by that that could it be possible in holding the identity rather lightly there and even this identity it's not 24-7 it's a myth it's a, it's a social belief system being English or being a teacher as an, as an example here it is the moment and the time by being a teacher, that's the identity, when I'm teaching, when I have to take some steps as a, a grandfather, I'm in the role of the grandfather. When I have to, uh, uh, when I'm uh, in the role of being English, sometimes for the criticism of it. So, but what about all the times when it's simply, every day, without exception, you're not always a Palestinian. You're not always an Israeli. You're, you're not always a, a mother or a father. 
there are plenty of times each day when these roles have no relevance. They're not in the conversation. And in the absence of the roles, it might be a few minutes or hours when there's no reference to the role, is there an opportunity, as an open question, to see what is going on here, or who am I, when I'm not concerned with this identity? And to me, that opportunity is extraordinary, because that opportunity opens up the consciousness. Any response? So it's it's not a question or even a comment, it's more a sharing. It's a sharing, please do. So it's a sensitive one. Yes. It's like a personal sharing. Yes, good. It's something I've been struggling with in the last years, and specifically the last weeks also within the context of the community. Mm. Uh, We are many of the younger people from the community and also from outside, like me. part of the process of developing the new land of the community or yes. hopefully moving at some point. And for me, it's from the beginning, it was very important to preserve the land as it is. Mm. I saw my role as taking the land and to keep to preserve it for the land, not for it's real estate or anything like that. So one of the practical, like from the beginning, I went to the head of the community who was responsible yes. and said, can we keep the land as it is? And if we need to do small changes, the minimum. Mm-hmm. And he told me, listen, and we had a big discussion, it was a little bit funny. He said, listen, it's not that you're not good for us, I think, or you don't fit us, I think we don't fit you. <laughs> because I told him I don't need an electrical system, and I can preserve my own water, and take care of my own sewage, and all kinds of things that I know how to do. Uh, and then recently, in our discussion group on WhatsApp for the new people in the community, I said, listen, taken years for the new development of the land mm. you can think of other ways of developing without having to flatten it without mm. put a lot of concrete and there are other ways of developing that are maybe lighter maybe will even help us to do it faster and nobody even answered <laughs> the message, like no answer, nothing nobody, like nobody's concerned about this at all, they answer a lot when they say what's happening, how fast is going to happen what is the plan, when are they putting concrete, when are the tractors coming, we get lots of responses but when I offer this nothing, silence, so it made me feel really small, like, okay, this concerns only me, I'll do my best to take care, but it doesn't seem like this is an issue, and it made me sad. Because at the end of the day, this is the land that we are living on. If the one land didn't exist as a land, we wouldn't exist like that. In, in a community, uh, as one small example to give a short comment, in, in some of the traditions in the East, with the community, forming together there will be elders within the community there will be younger generations of the variety of ages that in the listening to the other sometimes in what is shared and spoken there is no response but you don't have to feel small as a result be a pity to shrink just there is no response 
you're still full, complete adult. There's nothing smaller to go to. It may be that in the communication with the other, she, he, or they may be, it's an important in community life. When an agreement is made, it might be by consensus, it might be by vote. The people with the authority are the ones who went to the meeting and, let's say, agreed to something. When the meeting is over, there, those people who are in the meeting do not, after the meeting, this is important, do not, after the meeting, start using critical, blaming words about the result and the decision. Those who did not go to the meeting have no right to undermine the agreement of the meeting. They have no right because they didn't go. The only time when it is valid to question a meeting if one feels there is some kind of unethical or violent decision which is being made, then anybody in a community, she or he, has the right to question. But most meetings and the decisions we may not agree with but there is a certain thought, we hope, trust, a certain thoughtfulness with the meeting there. The group decided on things, and one of the things which it stops action in this world, and it's a very big issue, human beings get very dependent on the full approval of others, and fear to act in case one is disapproved. And that kills the spirit. It stops creative, imaginative things because of what others will say. And it is important that we honour and respect women and men who have an individual or collective bold idea and one senses something important about it and say, go for it. Not keep restraining you. We don't do that. Oh, yes, we can. Yes, please, yes. Uh, from your experience yeah. in community building, yeah. uh, I would like to hear from you what you would suggest. We are sitting in a room now yeah. where those of us who have been here for 30 years yeah. and don't know two-thirds of the people in the room in the last two years yeah. new people have come to live here and we don't even know some of the people's names so mm -hmm. in community building before we reach out i think we need to reach in and what would you suggest would be helpful yeah. in order that this circle and the wider circle that are not here become a community yeah it's a really uh, important uh, question it's a question which is widespread in many different areas and communities uh, uh, there. In community life, there is usually at least one, two or three people who have some skill in organizing to make something happen. Because if the person does not make it happen, it's going to be death by complaining. And that initiative to make something happen is 
such a beautiful room here to invite and encourage people. i give you an example. I live in a street in Totnes. It's a very radical town in Britain. It's the most radical town uh, in Britain uh, there. We decided to build community in our street because all that it is normally is Hi, how are you? Good morning. That's the length of community. And leaflets were put through the doors. And it needs intentional community, this word that El Dad was using. We got together, we invited, and we said, we are going to look at the way in our homes we are using our energy. And I listened to people. You know, if I may say, I stood twice in Parliament for the Green Party there, uh, so I'm fairly involved in the politics of these things. And I listened to some of the seniors in our street and to what they are doing. As, for example, they close the door. It's in the winter. We don't have much of a winter here, but we have a little one in Britain. They close the door and turn off the radiators in rooms which are not being used. They never leave a room without turning the light off. The electrical appliances are all switched off. They will wear jumpers in the, uh, in the winter time and have a maximum temperature, temperature uh, there. It's up. And part of the motives for this was threefold. One of those motives was clearly to save money. Second motive was to reduce the environmental impact of lifestyle. And the third, elderly, elderly were thinking about their children or their grandchildren, and this motivated them. In every area that we look to build community and to get together, one needs, and friendship, one needs things, people to come together, and they have to talk. And the talk has to be about life about lifestyle, about the way we are living uh, there. And out of that, much friendship can come. And one also has to remember to dance. <laughs> if we don't dance, we've lost the plot. There's enough stress and unhappiness in this world. We need play. We need fun. We need poetry. We need the pianist. We need the artist. We, we need the human spirit. And we need to act and to build community. Come to dance with Amy once a week. Good. Yes, uh, anyone please. Because after the next question, it's my turn to ask the question. I have privileges as well, you know. All right. <laughs> I was watching the. Um, I looked on the BBC News with you politics going on in this country it's pretty well as miserable as what's going on in Britain with the, the Brexit yeah. so in our small town as an example there we a year ago the town, because it's the town of protest we declared ourselves an independent city state uh, we issued our own passports and we swore allegiance to the uh, project of the European Union. Yeah. Uh, got quite a lot of media attention, and it was a really creative idea to make, uh, to make a, uh, a protest. And it is 
use it. We need artistic, creative people. Just on the retreat, there's a, a, a young, handsome uh, guy on the retreat, and he is traveling around in the night in Israel, putting some great graffiti messages on roads and on walls. Uh, they're questioning the status quo of various uh, of things. We need people like that. We need voices who are going to say, "Let's do this. Uh, uh, let, let, uh, let, let's do that." Anyone? Privileges now turning around. <laughs> so lots, lots of questions actually. So they come either to answer or to, yeah. <coughs> and, and looking at your looking your lectures, I, I heard it was I heard he gets called uh, Mr. Bibi Netanyahu. But when I first heard it, when I first came and heard his name, I thought it was. Bye bye, Netanyahu. And uh, inshallah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so in in terms of exploration for change. Remember, as I heard from the good man sitting here, sometimes it's the exploration within the community. What change would you like to see which would be bold and fearless in the community? Second, what changes would you perhaps like to see in what is who, what is around you, from the land to the people? Thirdly, what kind of changes would you like to initiate or be involved in which has the larger picture, whether it's with relationship to the good communities, between here of Israel and Palestine and also in terms of the global community emergency uh, uh, climate and much more right. who's going to speak up what change would you like to make yes I would like to see that if uh, the community decide by the the organization that decides things they decide for instance sentiment. I would find it hard to imagine in the everybody about anything. Um, but it might take, as mentioned earlier, a few people to initiate and make something happen. And with that, it might give some inspiration for more to do. Most 
radical, significant changes in life have taken place because a handful of people says, we are going to act. And that can send out a positive message. To give an example, where I live, town set up projects to make, make life more sustainable by living more simply there with the sense of community. The model was prepared and worked on in the town for two or three uh, years. 600 to 700 towns and cities around the world are now using and exploring this model. It just starts off. We were the first town on the planet to ban plastic bags in the shops and much much more and the community there is as I say a few people quietly determined to act and it's the rebirth that means the initiative of something new it's a birth it's something new in the birth of the idea which leads to the birth of the action and this is what is vibrant. And it just takes a handful of you to do, to do that. Rather than us waiting, you know, wanting everybody to do it. It would be optimistic. Thank you. Yes, please. Yes, sir. In my point of view, there's a big, big difference between uh, trying to make a change in the world with uh, make it greener, make it greener, greener, more environmental. Yeah. Because um, it is a struggle, but you, your opponents are far away from you, and. I'll make it uh, clear by saying the opposite. We spoke about Bibi and the uh, political situation mm-hmm. in Israel and also in Nebuchadnezzar Shalom Ahmed Salam. The conflict is much more here. And you can see the different point of views in this room. It's I, 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 I think there's a big, big change. I get the, I'm not quite sure, but I get, get the, 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 the picture. Sometimes, in the exploration of what it is to be human and to be fully in the being there, we have to carry the authority. It's essential we carry the authority. And that would mean, in spite of others, called the politicians in Parliament and the Knesset or or whatever, the authority is to act and never to water down the action because we are transferring authority away from us, the collective, away from us as the individual and handing it on a plate to people who are addicted to power and consumerism. So, and so there is a refusal to hand it over there, trust and connect together here, 
and ensure there is some outreach. And sometimes we just need one, two, three voices in a community of 200 people to say, let's get together, let's make this happen. And not to be afraid of the majority. And I know, and perhaps some of you may know in your life, sometimes when people say to us, oh, you can't do this, it won't work, it will upset these people, it will upset those people there. And when hears those voices, when I hear those voices, those times I know I'm on the right track. Because it's being questioned, it's generating doubt, and feels, oh, maybe they're right, perhaps we shouldn't do, do this, we mustn't disrupt consumers from shopping, of course we can. Of course we can. We have a right, we're human, and we're concerned for what's happening. Anyone else on engagement, change, the power of the few? Can you say a little, a little more about the the issue of the, the, the term you were using, authority. Yes. Expand on that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I looked up, if I may say, some years ago, authority. Because there's so much abuse of authority. So, authority has to have an ethic with it. This is a very simple ethic. Not a word out of the mouth or action which supports the harming of another human being, animal or the environment. And authority comes from an old French word and its root is connected with authority, author and authentic. And an authority in the healthy, wise meaning is a woman or man or group who come together to make or create something, to make something happen. So our authority is expressed when we make something happen. And when we engage in that, we are authentic. We have to look at the ways to bring the creative out of the human being, out of our being. And that's the human spirit and, and imagination and conversation and action. It's liberating. Yes, anyone? Action, near, far, big, small. Change in the community, yes. So I, I would love to hear from other people too. What came to my mind is the change I want to see is finding a way to live more harmonious community life, and knowing better how to deal with conflicts without overpowering one another, and knowing how to. Uh, respect each other uh, in a way uh, of 
you know, arguments or they know how to listen to each other better. Yes. Uh, if I may res re respond on, on, on change with the community and its uh, exploration. Uh, as, as, as I mentioned, I write books. And with one of the, uh, uh, the, the publishers, uh, the director of it, I said, this is about two years ago, what's the, in the world of human behavior, psychology and emotional issues was what on the high level because it's a major publisher and they've got their spies out checking out what the public mood is because they want to be at the beginning of the way sell books it's a business oh yeah yeah but this is cooking up something else and 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 she said there are two issues that strong in the public mind at the moment. Empathy, understand empathy, and, and forgiveness. Empathy and forgiveness. And in community, the best way to be a valuable way of community is the opportunity to offer and give support to the other. Because if we don't, as we say in English, we end up as whinge bags, complaining. Oh, it should be like this, it should be like that. And the voice of complaining, it eats into the DNA of community. You know, sometimes when we, if we catch ourselves complaining, it's to time to put some soap in our mouth and wash our mouth out. Really. And the other, go back to Totnes for a moment, it's a community, I lived in the same house for 36 years. We have in Totnes the community of dragons. Dragons. Understand dragons? So some of the women and men, most, in this case mostly women, they wish, like the good man here and others, wish to start something. They have the knowledge, they have the experience, but they may not have all the other tools which are needed. As an example, one of the, say some of the women in the town, an organic farmer said, I'll give you an acre of land, acre or two of land, you can grow wheat grass there, you have the land, you grow wheat grass, and you can start a small business. Another person uh, uh, said, I want to give support to the refugees, the Syrian refugees, Middle Eastern re uh, re ref refugees. And a rather ironic, amusing, slightly amusing incident took place with that, because one of the persons said, leads people to go hiking. And, 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 and walks. And one Syrian refugee said, if you don't mind, I don't want to come on your long walk. I've just walked from Syria. I'm sick of walking, etc. So other creative initiatives. So what happens? The person speaks, maybe 60 or 80 of us, 
for five minutes saying this is the project I want to start. Who can give me support? I need someone who knows how to create a web page. I need someone who can put a flyer together. I need someone to help me plant the seeds in the field. I need, some, I need somebody who knows how to look after accounts there. And people put their hand up and say, I'll help you with your website. Well, not for payment, it's a donation. I'll help you give you some training to keep accounts. I'll come into your field and sow them, and I'll help to uh, take the plants out, etc., uh, etc. Et so the community of dragons, we work together. And one person, he put up his hand and he said, if six other people offer six, offer ten pound, I'll put in ten pound. And at least twenty of us put up. We are putting ten pounds, about fifty shekels. So the, the, the person had more than a hundred pounds and they all had they got money, they got people doing service, helping to get their program off, off the ground. Think about it. It's called community. Be creative. Lots of things can be done to help people feel loved and supported. Because human beings have two simple priorities in life. They're very simple to feel loved and to feel understood. That's what we wish, to feel loved, sorry, to feel loved and feel understood. Yes, sir. So, questions are coming back in my direction. I'm mindful of it, but I'm going to, all right, go on. So it just uh, came to my mind as yes. you were speaking that yes. in the past, if you would want to build your house, yes. you would need your neighbors to help you like in a community mm -hmm. and maybe a settlement every year maybe one family would build a house yes. and all the community will help them yes what you describe now is actually in the modern days available as kickstarter or something that is global and you don't even know the people so mm. somehow what you're describing can be perceived as very old-fashioned as opposed to where the people are actually interacting with the people they mm. live and today the interaction are virtual and global, so I guess it has quite a lot of impact on how yeah. communities are uh, are existing and are there virtual communities as well? Is it the same thing? Does it provide the same needs, mm -hmm. or is it, say mm -hmm. Facebook, for example? Um, how I don't much time they spend there? Um, take social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and so forth. We which I use, but to be very, very clear, take Facebook and the others as well, it is primarily an advertising agency, it is primarily a surveillance agency, and it is primarily working to maximize profit uh, there for those who invest in that uh, company, and it's enabling, and it's doing it by promoting itself as a virtual reality community. It is not. It's not that, that, that's, that, that's the marketing strategy. It's a surveillance agency to buy our attention. And it collects all this information and with uh, information technology, artificial intelligence, AI, it's now sucking up all this information to sell us products, to keep us in consumerism. 
and it takes a lot of clarity when we have rulers to use very carefully because there is no substitute whatsoever for the real world. It's not community. Community is human beings, women and men and kids acting together, being together. This is a fictional community. It may be useful, which I use it and I'm sure some of you to put some information out to let people know about something, to make a comment on something, have a weekly blog and things like that. But I'm not deceiving myself that that mobile phone in my hand is an expression of community. It's just a transmission of a few words. And we've got to recover and rediscover community as us together in the actual and, and marginalize it. Otherwise, we end up as robots. Dry. Dead. No life. Zombie life. Tragic. And it's all in a decade or two. Any other changes that in, within and without that could be considered? Yes, please. Um, I don't know about the change, but I feel like the community is very active and very united. Mm. When there is something uh, acute happening, like yes. when there is a fire, when there is a war, suddenly everybody is yes. together fighting the fire, fighting against the, the government. Mm. I feel like uh, I don't remember any project that that didn't happen for a long uh, as a group yeah. for a long time um, that wasn't during the answering something that is really happening. Yes. So really, it's like we're we're kind of numb when there is not when there is no fire. No. Very really good point. So community group has some soul searching to do on this. As a human being, am I waiting around for a fire before I respond to all the global emergencies? Do I then, I may say, retreat into my comfort zone, go back to sleep, and then wait for the next fire? We can't wait like that. We can't live like that. Not in this earth. Not in the way things are developing. Yeah. So what we need, might be but what we need is the good voices who are here, is the wealth of experience which is around, and really keep eyes and hearts open. What steps regularly can we make? And it's important, and vastly important, that we can stand back as well. So there is an engagement in the doing, might be within the community, around the community, but we need renewal. We need the energy to come back. One of the reasons I have no connection with the left whatsoever, because of my observation as an activist, as a person working as an agent of change, there is still too much anger in the left. And this anger in the left is the problem, is part of the problem. 
and to me it shows a lack of imagination, a lack of creativity, and therefore he attacks the verbal ones, and sometimes the physical uh, as well. We've got to get deeper than, deeper than that. We've got to find, as I say, fresh ways, because our vote is not about policy. When I was reading in the election here uh, in Israel, it was about the persona of the Prime Minister. Policies in the English newspaper in Israel were hardly mentioned. The conflict, the occupation, hardly had a word uh, uh, in it. The climate emergency, hardly a word in it. The social deprivation in this country, what is going on in South Tel Aviv, hardly a word. It's all, it's, politics has become around the persona of strong leadership. And the public vote is not about policy. It's not about democracy. It's who, in amongst the powerful and the oligarchy of the press, can persuade using fear and blame as the primary reason for voting. We have to explore that. We have to question that. We have to find fresh ways as a community to live differently. That's a, for those of us who are political, that's an immense undertaking, I agree. I'm not saying it's an, an easy one. But at least we can be aware that these, these leaders, whether it's in China, and India, and Britain, and Turkey, and Syria, and Israel, and Russia and, and many other places. Not serving our deep interests. Any other questions? Yes, please, yes. Um, I think it's a request, maybe. Um, a request. Yes. Uh, I joined a year ago with my partner, and it's still very much at home here. Very welcome. Nice. Never lived worked alone. I've never worked not in the staff and the big staff or not with a group of people informing stuff. I've been working with youth and children for lots of years now. And I think my request is um, for the community to, to people who want to join me in um, in this project and working with the youth and working with the children. I have a, um, a plan or an inspiration to create a youth movement that will be larger, not only here in the village. And I hope, wish, want, uh, ask for people, not only who have children in the relevant age, but everyone I think can join in thinking together and helping me in helping me understand what happened in the past, what can happen now. Like working together, creating like a think tank or, or a joint project of doing something different for youth. I believe that Working with children and youth is the most important thing to do. Um, I work with youth across the across this late country area, 
for years and it's so fruitful. And I believe that especially this community, this village, has a lot to give. So that's kind of my request. Please join me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's especially not only if you have children, it's not something that I think it's only one because I do a child once. <laughs> <laughs> just just personally for, for a moment, and there's a, a gentleman with communities, whatever the age, you know, personally, yeah. I couldn't care less. It doesn't mean anything to me. If a person has been in the community for 30 or 40 years, or for 20 years, or 10 years, or one year, or whatever, numbers, just not, not, just, just not impressed with this. Um, what I'm much more interested in, uh, as mentioned already, is fresh creative ideas and spirits that can, that can come. And children, because they, they have their sensitivities, and the children know there's something going on in this world. God just has to listen to their, 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 their voices there. And the protests which are taking place of the children, see them uh, at home, uh, is, they're finding their voice, these, these youngsters. Uh, there. So when there is an invitation, and thank you for the good words, some support, getting connected uh, uh, with, with, with the children, children there. You go and make sure you go. Don't say, oh, that's a nice idea. I'll leave my neighbors to do the going. You go and you ask, what can I do? What support? And you and listen, to the, listen to the kids and play with them and connect with them. And sometimes the children are regularly asking deep questions about life. Why was I born? What happens to me uh, when when I die? Why are there Why are there wars? Is is there Is there a God? And many other words, many other deep questions. These little children ask. Make sure you've got answers. Make sure you find out. Do n- never say to the children, "Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I don't know. Don't bother asking me." question. I, I have no, no idea. Uh, they reflect on, on, on these. We, the adults, are the gods of the children. Mother and father are the first gods of the children there. The children have a right to ask profound questions. And, and we need to share, not to dismiss it talk with the kids, we can find out, we can talk with others, we might say, actually darling, to one little boy or girl, I, I, I don't know what to say at the moment, but it's such an important question, within a few days, or a couple of days, let's talk some more about this. Because if we don't, don't respond to these children uh, there, they'll give up asking the deep questions. Because the adults have failed them. And let them down. And that's tragic. Yes. Yeah, I want to talk about three things. Three things. Three things. Yes. Please do. One thing is about what the author said about the building. I think uh, we 
there. Sign up. Who are those who are willing to go around the town and talk with people in, in carriage? Sign up. And then the person who has the first voice, she, he, uh, then has the responsibility, and then ask for support, to then go find those people and say, when can we have a meeting together and take it from there. So there isn't a pressure on the whole community to, to do everything, but you've got groups with a common vision. It's not an ideology, it's a vision. And that vision is in the support of life. So how they will continue working and not in a short time and that's it? How they will continue? So, yeah. so sometimes with the groups, it's a good question there, the person who initiates, the, the author of the group, she or he uh, then in the connection may say, can we meet whenever for the next one month or two months to help get this going? And some will be able at the end of that time to commit another, another period. So one does it in the context of what is possible. Uh, but the, the one who initiates makes these suggestions. Yes. Can even make food like this. Yeah. Food is five star, by the way. Well, so I mean, unless the project is in the Shalom, 
So I think that would be a very nice project. But also I would like to add an intention of communicating and getting to know each other. Yeah. Why? Because I Perfect. Not yeah, only doing but also yeah. interacting and Yes, remember to play. And, and, and so part of it is really drinking coffee and tea and, and also lunch time because this yeah. is this yeah. is the time yeah. to take a break and to interact with yeah. because I don't not know the most of the people. I did look in Shalom uh, one year ago and actually as I came I came to a street party down in the uh, and I said, wow, this is, yeah, this is wonderful. It was a very nice party. We, we sat down and, you know, the kids were running around and uh, we got to know everybody. It was very really nice. I don't know, maybe we should take another party. Yeah, yeah. we actually want to. Really? It's a very good way to know each other. But I want to uh, say a uh, warning. It's a bit like what Maria said. It's really, uh, it's great and it's nice and it's exciting to think of new things. But uh, there is a, a structure here that, that is taken for granted. I mean, uh, the fact that people have a place to put their kids every morning in a kindergarten or a school is a lot of work. And uh, the fact that uh, the community is functioning is a lot of work. Uh, so. I'm a little bit afraid that because uh, um, I see that the same people are always running the the, uh, the village committee and the educational committee and it's exciting to do this new new stuff. I'm also getting excited from it, but uh, I think that we have to remember that there is an infrastructure to hold here, and there is there are very few people. Mostly men that take part in that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I think we should also slow what would bring more people to that to those things that are the basics. Men students appreciate the good point that uh, you made that the foundations for the, for the school and the Center for Peace here and, and many other committees and, and groups, it does often fall on a few shoulders. But what happens when it, it starts to expand out, that expansion out actually can release a lot of really creative energy which benefits everybody. So it's a, it's, it's a trust that if the, if the community of people opened its doors out into fresh uh, exploration and all the conversations that come, it brings an extra energy to everybody. And then there can be more fluidity between the new and the old. Uh, it's a risk. But that risk, I think, is really worthwhile because community, the vibrancy, my observation of communi- communities is when there is curiosity, interest, fresh ideas, Keep, keep coming, keep the vitality. I, I did, yes, sir, sorry. Uh, but, but I'm not sure what I, what I, want, what I want to ask. Yes, please. Yeah. If, 